0: This is Rebecca Lowe, or Rebecca Lua, if you listen to Suboptimal Radio, and you are listening to Men in Blazers on the NBC Sports Network. It's unbelievable! This is Rog, live from the Conrad Hotel in the heart of London town. We're all on the road. Devo's in LA. Producer J-Dubs, is in Barcelona. But I'm still tingling. After all, we witnessed the Goodison Park yesterday, and I wanted to, I need to, I have to recap this weekend with you. A weekend in which I took my daughter, Zion, to her first game at Goodison Park, and it was only Everton 4, Manchester United nil. Bloody heart as I read that, I still can't believe I was there to watch it in person, not just there on my own. But with all four of my kids and my old man, Jajiva Bennett, three generations of stoic, passionate blues, paying witness to the wonder. And this was human wonder. They say they say that football is a story of generations of memories passed from parents to children. And I just want to tell you the memories this weekend standing there. In Goodison Park, just rekindled so many memories. Good, bad, miraculous, disastrous. Just all wonderful memories from my own childhood. And they mixed with my daughter's excitement. Seeing the game through her eyes, it made this Sunday one of the greatest of my life. At J Roach 3MR tweeted, Oh, having that performance be your daughter's first game, it should be borderline child abuse. You've set our expectations to a level that all that can follow now is heartbreak. Oh, Jay Roach, I'll take the heartbreak. I will. I mean, we, i can say, we can weather hunger. We can weather famine after what we feasted on yesterday together. A golden day to save a goodison part in full voice, in glorious sunshine. Did this really happen? Or am I making this up? Because it's like a dream. Everton playing like an English Ajax. I mean, before kickoff. I asked my dad and my kids, we were there, and it was just to kill time, I was like, all right, score predictions. And each one was a different shade of gloom. 3 1 United, said my littlest son. 3 0 United, Bear, the one who knows most and has seen the darkness in the eye the most. Look, I come by all this pessimism, honestly. My dad thought it would be 4 0 to United. I was honestly listening to it, shocked by the negativity of my own blood. Yet, yeah, there's nothing more frightening than looking at yourself in the mirror. And that's what I felt like in that second. So I loudly proclaimed, Everton are going to win this 5-1. They are. They are. I mean, my dad just scoffed immediately. He said, you've always been a fantasist, Roger. But I've got to be honest, I wasn't BSing. I felt such a conviction in my bones. The sun was out. Goodison Park was basking in the rays. Whole place felt like a crucible of wonder. And so it turned out to be. I mean, the score I got wrong, granted, but the goal difference. <laughs> Everton destroyed Manchester United. I, I didn't make it up. This happened. You watched it too, right? For reals, this was there. This happened. Idrissa Garner repelled all comers. Bernard beguiled. Guilfi dominated. It's all akin to watching Lionel Messi run at Phil Jones over... And over and over again for an entire 90 minutes, Everton four, Manchester United nil, and even Theon Walcott scored, reek himself. It's a bigger miracle than the Passover exodus. I kid you not. I mean, Everton battered United in every possible way, mentally, physically, tactically, hunger, passion, worry, hugs. United were that bad. I mean, all is not well in that locker room. They played like a team whose key players' minds are all elsewhere, perhaps with their agents, thinking, next, please. And a pity Ole watching him on the sideline. I think for a lot of United fans, suddenly <laughs> some buyer's remorse. I mean, is he a false messiah? Six defeats in eight games? I don't know. I mean, by the way, this six defeats in eight games is almost entirely coinciding with his being given the job on a permanent basis. There is an eerie modern-day, big-time reliving of the Steve Sampson story that I covered in my American Fiasco podcast about the 1998 World Cup campaign. You know, a squad so elated to be freed from a coach who'd worn out his welcome, playing at first with freedom and relief and joy, but that all spiralling into chaos in the medium term. And the question is now, what can all they do to revive this Manchester United squad, this exquisite corpse of the squad, built at huge cost. But over the course of three previous failed management regimes, he's got a transfer window to correct, to ruminate, to wonder. And I just say, when Everton hang four goals on you, it's not bueno. And it's not bueno in particular for Liverpool. Who will be cheering for United with all the spirit that Samuel Tarley himself reserves for United, apparently. But more on that in a minute. Let's for Everton, can we? Because a lot of the media have just kind of passed on this side of the story. Marco Silva. Jury's still out, but he's now beaten United, Arsenal and Chelsea in successive home games. Yes, yeah, squeezing in the odd loss to Fulham. Fulham! In between, for variety's sake, no doubt, we have won. We being Everton, 10 points against the big six. Three wins, two losses this season. We feast, we feast. Come on. I mean, yeah, we're not so good against teams outside the top six, but the the form against the big clubs, green shoots, on which we can build, overbuild a case for hope, wildly hyperbolic and defeat and doom, no doubt. away. but for now, I'll just say Goodison Park, Beautiful, beautiful, that cauldron, Goodison Park, which is going to be replaced by a new home for Everton soon. It's a sporting wonder. Built in eighteen ninety-two. Think Fenway, think Wrigley, but older. It's just a bear pit that smells like a football stadium should of big dreams and spilt beer. American fans listening, no matter whom you support, make the pilgrimage, travel to Liverpool. Go to Goodison. There's just four more years of this beauty standing as Everton's home. Make sure you can say that you were there at least once in your lifetime. Oh, in other games, City and Spurs, the third game in 12 days, getting back into the ring like Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier 3, which I believe Ali won in the 14th round. A league game coming after, and we've got to talk about this for Spurs fans That Champions League masterpiece of a battle which Spurs lost 4-3 but won on away goals. The most magical game of football I've seen since Liverpool's Champions League victory in Istanbul 2005. All hail Urente! I was trying to think, when has a football fan base had to reimagine its relationship to one player so quickly like Spurs fans did with Urente after he hipped in. (laughs) Such a Urente goal. Hipped in. Oh, not the winner, but what felt like the winner. I mean, that man, a walking disaster turned instantly an iconic superhero that every Spurs fan was suddenly DTF for one glorious bonkers night only. Question ahead of this weekend's League Rumble was how would that loss for both teams, but for City in particular, how would the end of the Champions League run for them, the dreams of a gluttonous quadruple, over. The realisation now they are merely mortal. How would that impact Pep's mob? And I have to say, admirably, that quick statement, the quick goal, finding the back of the net inside the first five minutes again. Their signature, Manchester City signature, Gundogan weaving mischief, Bernardo but Aguero selflessly heading back across the face of the goal. For local boy, Phil Foden, the kid that they call Stockport Iniesta, Future Manchester City captain, I believe, all five foot four of him, heading in his first Premier League goal from close range, from Manchester City range. It was a marvellous sight to watch. Local boy who's had to wait so long for his chance to seize it and then thump his chest in vindication after scoring a crucial goal before the delirious City fans. Oh, City, led by Bernardo and Gundogan, potent dominant Spurs, Chances, though, on the counter-attack through Son. And Edison was magnificent. So hard to do what he does, which is be on your toes for the few chances that will come against you. But being focused, being ready. And he snuffed out Son when needed. One dark note for City fans, for all football fans, I believe. Watching Kevin De Bruyne limp off with injury and a tear in his eye once again. Is a of talent. He's a man who thinks differently to all those around him. He plays differently, sees space and time differently. And is a fear being undermined by the physical limitations of his body. We are all worse off for his absence. Not you, Liverpool fans. City held on. United now await. But a note to Spurs fans. oh, Before those three games against City in 12 days, you would have snapped your hand off for this run of results and then some. It's magnificent. It's magnificent. Semi-final of the Champions League. Pochettino interested. The project sustained. Enjoy every second. You deserve it. Liverpool then held serve against a game, Cardiff City, who held on for the first half, but then succumbed to a stunningly joyous strike from Wijnaldum. First time off the corner. Body shape, touch, Confidence. Just a goal that was more an exclamation point of relief and wonder, after which, I swear, I think you could hear the peculiar sound of, you could in England, maybe you could in America too, I don't know how to describe it, sounded like whales mating. It was the sound of a million Liverpool supporting sphincters just loosening simultaneously around the world. The second goal from a penalty given for what can only be described as a a grouping inside the penalty area. If a defender can no longer caress Salah's nipples in the box, I don't know what to say. Game's gone soft. Game's gone mad. What have happened to prison rules, gents? For Cardiff and for Liverpool, it's all going to go a different end of the table, down to the very last. But it was wonderful to watch Liverpool. I wouldn't tell him this, but it was wonderful to watch him with my Liverpool-supporting brother, Nige, and see his joy which he's pretending to manage, like me, like the worst is always about to happen, to mitigate against disaster. That's what he's constantly doing. I mean, Brendan Rodgers and Stevie G Slipstyle has really taught lessons which are being lived out by many Liverpool fans. The amazing thing about this Klopp's Liverpool, disaster has not occurred. The The bottling, the nervousness, the choking, no sign of it. Liverpool and Manchester City have not dropped a league point in two months, which is simply... For us, neutrals, for us football fans, for City fans, for Liverpool fans, it's scintillating. Liverpool are in a Champions League semi-final against Barcelona, a semi-final for the second year of running, and now two points clear of Manchester City with just three games to go. Football, you are amazing. One of these fantastic, dazzling teams. They both are will not win the Premier League. Stay tuned for the next episode. To find out which. It's like, God, it's like the greatest rose ceremony ever, this thing. Liverpool fans, you now become the world's biggest temporary Manchester United supporters. Football does crazy things to people, as Louis van Gaal himself would have said. What is this world twisted? In other top four dreamer news, well, everyone pretty well crapped the bed. United Spurs see above Arsenal. Oh, Arsenal. After winning your last ten at home you crumble against a magnificent Palace, a team, weren't you meant to be on your vacation already, Crystal Palace? A team who'd not won at Arsenal since 1994. Instead, even Christian Benteke exhumed himself to get on the score sheet. His first goal in 358 days. Mustafi, oh, you might just be in the running for Tottenham fans player of the year. You were that bad for the whole 90 minutes. And the Gunners missed the chance to leapfrog Spurs and go third. Europa League still looking like the surest route back to the Champions League. It is a true joy to be in England. The sun is out and burnt. Everyone in England's burnt. We don't know how to cope with the sun. It's just joyous. Just The streets are full of drunk English men and women outside pubs. I'm about to head off and raise a glass. I love you. Enjoy the Chelsea game. Enjoy more than anything the United City game on Wednesday. is the turning point of the season, the greatest Bachelor Rose ceremony of all time. We will report after that. From Dave O, from producer J-Dubs, this is Rog in London wishing you all courage.